Welcome to City Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ann. And it's Monday, September 26th. The temperatures have certainly changed since we've last done a podcast. It's it's very fall-like. It's sweatshirt weather. I love it. Yeah. And we've got some rain. I just hope we level out at this temperature maybe for a while. <laughs> yeah, until maybe January. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be nice. And soon the leaves will be turning. It'll be awesome. But yeah. um. I think what we what we're really here to talk about is is Mac Jones in his high ankle sprain. I didn't see it happen to him, but I did see him kind of looking like he was in terrible pain hopping off the field. Yes, it looked like it looked really bad. I enjoyed I, his I, dancing though earlier. In the oh, yeah, yeah, he ran in a touchdown. <laughs> I I did listen to a little bit of his uh, press conference today, which was uh, typical Bill Belichick. Uh, you can't say a thing. Um, <laughs> well, I hope he's. I hope he's gonna be okay because yeah, they look painful. And I hope. Hopefully, the Patriots will uh, resurrect this season. <laughs> we have a long way to go. I think we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Just started. <laughs> but I think what we should talk about is this article in the Quincy Sun. Mm-hmm. Mahoney seeks update on city projects. Mm-hmm. It's above the fold, Dan. How'd you do that? <laughs> and it must have been a slow week. <laughs> I don't know, but it's above the fold. That does, that's exciting to you. So. Yes. Yeah. It's by Scott Jackson. I'll just read the first part. Councillor Ann Mahoney wants the city's department heads to provide councillors with updates on the various projects they are overseeing. Mm-hmm. There used to be a time in city council that that would just happen automatically. Now we have to have resolves and ask them to go into committees. I understand that, but... The real issue I'm having here is that we've approved a lot of money. Um, we have a lot of projects going on. We do? Yeah, we do have a lot of projects going on. And we don't have updates regularly on those. And sometimes you're just wondering, you know, we're, we're going back to 2017. Money's that are approved since 2017 that projects haven't been completed on. So so it's not just the new projects that were approved maybe last spring. It's They just start to pile on. And I'm just looking for some updates. Right. Yeah, I'll read some more. <laughs> We have bonded millions of dollars of money for these projects, but we don't know where they stand or what's happening with them. There's been many questions that have been raised to me, and I'm sure the other counselors, she said, mm-hmm. which is true because I've, I've had, you know, I've, I go out socially with you, right? <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's treated <laughs> Every once in a while. And uh, people do, you know, come up and ask you what's going on. Yeah. Um, so I think it's timely resolution. Is that what it is? Resolution? Yeah. So we, so basically I, I put it into oversight because this is something that we should be doing regularly is checking in to see where the status of things are, whether it's, you know, our DPW and, and all the streets that they were renovating over the summer, there was a lot of projects going on there to the building department to finding out, you know, what's the status of the bonds that were taken out for specific projects. Right. But what's interesting about this article is the mayor has decided to maybe weigh in and answer some questions. Sorry about the newspaper. Mayor Thomas Koch, when asked about the resolution in an interview the following day, said his administration would work to provide the council with these updates. I don't know. I don't need a resolve to do that. Quite frankly, in my years with the city council, whoever's committee the project was in would hold a committee meeting and do that update. So this is in um, Council Pamucci's committee oversight. So I had asked um, 
President DeBona, if we could have it during regular sessions, because, um, you know, Council Pamucci might be moving on. So that's we, right. We don't want these things to, to, to sit stagnant. And that's what happens often. And I welcome the administration. I'm glad I'm glad um, Mayor Koch saying that he's ready to do it. So yeah, he said, I'd be happy to do that at any time for the city council. I think it's important. The public hears the progress that we're making. I'd do that every week if they'd like, because we've made a ton of progress. I think they have, too. I think there's been things that we've made progress on, but there's things that we have not made progress on. That's just as important as, as what's and why and why we're not. Yep. And, and I know one of the projects you referred to, and it says here in the article, is uh, 74 Greenleaf Street, mm-hmm. which we've talked about in, on this podcast mm-hmm. a couple of times in the Houseneck Maritime Center. Mm-hmm. It says here you had seeked a, a resolution seeking an update, I think, on, on the Greenleaf Street in March, mm-hmm. and city councilors approved in 2017 a request to purchase and renovate the home at 74 Greenleaf Street for a total of 775000 During that same evening, councilors also approved making the home at 50 Seville Ave available for disposition. Yeah, so I think it was, I think just read it, I think it was back in March, I asked for an update. So it's September. <laughs> we haven't got that update, so that's not timely. But right. I did ask for that and they haven't come back. So I'm, I'm kind of grouping them all together now saying, I just need the department heads to come and, and provide these answers. And I don't want it to be like, you know, summer updates. I want them to be specific to these projects. And Greenleaf has been out there since 2017 with the intentions that the building department was going to move into it and it was going to save us money and it was going to be done in six weeks. And in Sevilla, there was a building that mm-hmm. um, I think they was in disrepair, right? Mm-hmm. And they had to renovate it because neighbors were yeah, upset. Were, I think they were shamed into renovating yeah. it. And now there's still another building on Sevilla that's in pretty bad shape too. Yeah, the, the yellow Victorian, which I thought was the better of the properties looking anyways, better yeah. looking. Yeah. So it's just unfortunate, but these are these are projects that, that whether it's money we bonded or money that we had in special accounts that they've they've identified, it doesn't matter. It's the taxpayers' money that's being invested into these projects, and they're not being done in a timely manner, and they're not being you know we're not getting the information. Right, and I know we we go on, I'd say maybe monthly walks sometimes, sometimes around the city, either for coffee or just before we're going to go out on a. An evening for a beer or something, and we we check up on projects, right? I like to walk. I like to utilize my time walking the city. You know, I, yeah, I, I offer to get you a coffee and you come with me. Right. <laughs> so this is what kind of I'll just read this. Coke said the work at seventy four Greenleaf Street was just about finished, and the public buildings department would soon be moving in. Mm. I think some of the admin for public buildings is going in there. That's just about finished, Coke said. And then he goes on to, to explain the process a little bit. But then he says, here, I think it's any day now they're going to move in there. Which kind of said, okay, that's time for one of our walks, right? Yeah. So we, we, we took a little walk yesterday around Quincy Center. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the project that we checked up on. And normally I'm the one that goes up and takes a look and peeks. Yeah. But you, you actually came with me to peek this time. I think well, you, you I, did, I did go in the garage, not in the garage. I looked in the garage window, I think, two tours ago <laughs> and saw the Mustang. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting now because if you look in the garage, they have a, a film on the window, makes everything blurry, and then they have a pink piece of insulation so you can't see it anymore. Maybe it's is, not in there anymore. Maybe. <laughs> they should open it up and let us know. Yeah. It's a, like a 60s 
1960s something Mustang. Yeah, certainly not purchased by the city. Hopefully not purchased by the city because taxpayers. But yeah, that's what's in the that's what's in the garage at 74 Greenleaf. And what's interesting about that building is you can also see from the back that there's a extension cord that goes into the building and then goes into the garage where I think they're getting the power out of the garage. Right. Or maybe the garage is going to power the building. Or, or they're, they're probably using it to power something in the garage. But, but that's not my point. My point is that you can walk right up to that building, mm-hmm. look in the front door, which is these big, beautiful doors, yeah. and, huh. and see that it's just bare studs and some new walls they put up and then some, you know. I didn't see any walls. Oh, maybe not. <laughs> but, but it's studs. It's, it's, it's no, no it's walls. Been, nothing's yeah. finished. The floor is on the, on the first floor anyway. There's no, there's just the underneath of the floor. Mm-hmm. It's um, a frame. It's a frame. So, it's a very rustic building right now. Right. So I don't understand where he can say, I think it's any day now they're going to move in there. So either he's being disingenuous or worse yet, he's not informed. Well, I, again, I'm not here to put words in other people's mouths. So those, that's what the administration's saying that, you know, we're ready to move in any day now. Um, my concern maybe is that there's a disconnect as to what maybe people are telling about what's actually happening. I don't know. But what I do know is that the outside of the building has been, it has been painted and it looks like the slate roof has been done. There's definitely things that have been done to the building, but right. the inside is completely gutted and there's nothing in there. But yeah, but this all started in 2017, right? Oh yeah, or it's only going to take several weeks. <laughs> it's only going to take several weeks to do. They said it was going to take several weeks. Yeah, you can go back and watch the council meeting. I did. It basically <laughs> said that they, you know, the reason why they needed it and they needed to do it right now is that they could be in there in like six or seven weeks. And um, and I'm paraphrasing. I might go back and find that it was eight weeks. But my point is, was it was supposed to happen fairly quickly, and it hasn't happened. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and you know it was seven hundred fifty thousand dollars to buy the building, and then it's probably it's over a million so far that they've invested in the building. So right. So this article in total. In total, I want to make sure that's in total that I can find. So this article appeared last week, September twenty second, Thursday. Mm-hmm. You can get Wednesday. I also got phone calls. Well, that's where I'm going with yeah. this. If that's you that. just gave me a second. Thomas is right. You did get phone calls mm-hmm. uh, saying, hey, you may want to check on these projects. Yeah. So, so Ward 2 has been waiting for a long time for what I'd say is the, you know, is the, we have the Kennedy Center on the north side of the city. And on the south side of the city is the Fort River Clubhouse. And that has been in disrepair for quite some time. And I know Councillor Kroll was working on having those renovations done. I think they started back in 2017 as well. Um, they had received about $120,000 for asbestos and plumbing work for the clubhouse. Um, and that was passed in October 17. And then another $125,000 for, you know, other 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 CPA monies that was passed as well. And then they were going to do a roof repair, lots of stuff, lots of stuff. So since 2017, they're working on that as well. And because of COVID, so sometimes it got, it's been slow. Yeah, I guess COVID could slow you down, right? Yep. But, but it's 2022. And I think I checked in on this back in the spring. I know it was back when my dad was sick and my dad passed away. I did check in and they, they were saying, I think I was working with Council Andronico, working with a couple of people who called me. And the hope was that it was going to be sometime in September, it would be opening up. And it's September. And I put this resolve in and I got a couple of phone calls from people saying, you have to go check this out because, again, they're nowhere near. Right. So if you walk up to that building. Which we um, did. (laughs) (laughs) So they put up new siding. They're missing 
maybe five or six pieces, right? Giant. There's a hole. Where There's a, a hole in the back, like a six foot or four inch, like some kind of um, ventilation pipe, but it's left open. Yeah. And, that's and then the- if you step back and look up, the roof is in disrepair. It, it needs, that needs to be replaced, I would say. Yeah. And they've got it. But, they've but, got it the inside. And, and if you walk up to the windows, you can look in there and, and I, maybe, that, maybe I got confused, but that one, you can see where they're building new walls or half walls or whatever yeah but the roof hasn't been done but the roof hasn't why wouldn't you start with the roof i don't understand so i know that they and i know that they had plans um for replacing the the replacement of the roof oh my god what is it (laughs) they have plans and specifications for the replacement of the roof and those were complete sometime in 2017 as well Um, they just need to be priced out but it hasn't been done yet yeah. It's not like we haven't done other roofs. <laughs> no, uh, they have. But the roofs only last 10 years, according to uh, administration and um, Maybe they're waiting for city councilors. That's not true. <laughs> hey, that's what they say. And it's not true. But I don't know who you're talking about, but I know that I don't think that's true. But the roof needs to, it's, the roof is in bad, bad disrepair. And what's really frustrating is they've opened it up. I know they used the area in the clubhouse that has the fireplace. I think they did some. Um, candidates nights in there. So they open it up on special requests, but really what people are frustrated about Kevin is the regular use. It's the seniors that used it for, you know, they had exercise or they had social things. They right. would do gardening clubs and different things that they would have in, in those buildings. And they have those regular events happening at the Kennedy center. We don't have it happening on the South side. And that's really the hope is that it's, it would be the like for seniors or for people to go in and use that. But if we go back to 74 Greenleaf for a second, you like um, that building? It is a, as he says, and I agree with him, it's a handsome building. It's, it's from the outside, it looks great. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the fountain, but I guess that was there. It wasn't there? I think, <laughs> I don't know. I shouldn't say that. It might have been there. I don't think about it. If it was, it wasn't noticeable. It's kind of weird. I don't know if this is normal procedure, but uh, so in the future, the city could look to sell 74 Greenleaf Street, Coke added, but would do so with a deed restriction in place to stop the site from being redeveloped. Mm-hmm. Then he goes on to talk about overdevelopment, sort of, and says that, uh, you know, it could be torn down and, and put up, they could put up multi-housing. And he says, that's what people get upset about. So the deed restriction, I guess, would stop that. I, Just, I didn't know we were in like the speculation business, I guess, buying well, buildings and turning around and selling them. We shouldn't be. But but the thing is, is they, you know, back in 27, they, they, they presented a bill of goods to the city council at that time that this was going to be... You know, we needed to move the building department into another location. This was going to be a great fix for it. It wasn't going to always be the permanent fix. That's what it was said on the um, on that meeting in 2017. However, you know, it's it's 2022 and we've used taxpayers' money again. Whatever account you want to say you got it out of, it's still taxpayers' money that's being used to renovate something that we haven't used. And now we're talking about putting a restricted deed on it if we sell it. Yeah. You can't sell it as of today. If you were to sell it, you wouldn't get much money for it because it has less in it than it had when the city purchased it because it's empty. Yeah, I don't know. In the market, maybe. If they sold it to to make it into, I'm not sure what they're going to sell it for. My point is, Kevin, you know, there's a lot of development happening all over the city. This is one building, 74 Greenleaf. You don't see the same attention happening in other neighborhoods throughout the city. So I guess the real question there is, you know, we're going to put special requirements around this if we were to sell it. But And the city of Quincy purchased this building to keep it from being developed for a particular use for the city. And now we're saying, well, sell it with special ties to it. 
But the real issue that we're having here is that there are developments happening throughout our city and we're not following the ZBA rules. If we just follow the ZBA rules that are good rules in the city of Quincy, we could prevent those overdevelopments from happening in neighborhoods. Right. We And the city of Quincy would then not have to go in and purchase buildings one off, you know, 74 Greenleaf or the Monroe building, or we can keep going on, <laughs> but all the special buildings we're preventing from having massive development from happening in. Right. And, and then the other building mentioned in this article is the Maritime Center. I don't know too much about the Maritime Center, to be honest. So I don't know if you have an update on that. We don't. Just that 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 too was, um, it came in in 2017 um, with money to purchase the, the acquisition of the building. Some things have happened over there, but there's no Maritime Center that's over there as of date. And there's no plans. I know it was way too big. What they were proposing in 2017 was Right. It was too big, but the plans haven't come back. And it's just another thing that money is out there bonded and being spent and no reports back to the city council. We don't know what's happening. And these are things that are very important. You, you just don't want to let sit for a long time. Yeah, knowing. because I mean, like he's pointed out, right? Costs go up. We just don't have the controls over what we, yeah. what we thought we were getting and what we're going to get. And as a former counselor once told me, you know, when you get approved money for a project, 80% of it is money and 20% of it is actually getting it done. But in this case, I think it's more like 20%. It's 20% is the money and 80% is following the money to make sure it gets done because they're approving money, lots of money in the yeah. city of Quincy. But we're not but, seeing always the the final outcome of that. Yeah, so maybe, yeah, I don't know. It's, you have to follow the money, like you said. Maybe it's not being used for those projects. Maybe it's being diverted to finish another project. Or well, I think if it's if it's specified for what it's supposed to be used for, it shouldn't be. But we're not having we're never having follow up conversations for that. I'm not suggesting by any means that anything's you know a foul. But we how would you know if we don't actually talk about it or it's not presented? Right. And you and you know we don't have that kind of transparency in city government that we can see where the money's being spent. Yeah. So um, like he says here, he'd do it every week if they'd like. So maybe maybe they'll they'll come up pretty soon before the city council, right? Well, I think the hope is, is that they're at the next city council meeting, which I think is October 3rd, they're going to start having department heads start. And I'm, you know, I have to tell you that I do appreciate the mayor was in the paper and he's saying that because he, I think he wants to come before us too. No. Right. Yeah. The only problem I have with this article is, is of course, him saying, you know, any day now. Well, I think that, you can walk up to this building. There's no fence or anything mm-hmm. and, and look in the window and you can decide if, if you know, we're not telling the truth or someone else is not telling the truth or whatever. Well, I think that more importantly, I put that resolved for that Greenleaf building back in March. So if you're ready to come at any time, I've been waiting since March yeah. for that update. But more importantly, you know, I get concerned because I've seen people in administration roles that maybe don't know what's going on within departments. Maybe, maybe he thinks it's Wednesday. He wants to away from being ready to move yeah. into. That's not my, but that's not my issue. My issue is we need an update. Maybe right. he'll be surprised too. <laughs> so, so there are some things in the walk, you know, that we see that, Hey, we, I like what's going on there. We saw the, I think we see where they're going to put the Abigail Adams statue mm-hmm. and the old statues, and then the wall around the, new, the stadium looks good. To yes, me. Yeah, so the new so, Abigail, it looks like there's there's positions for the new Abigail um, statue. The concern was that there were some trees that we didn't know they were taken down, but there, but there's looks like there's some movement going on for that, and the old Abigail statue. That's look, happening pretty quick. Yep the old the old Abigail statues look like they're making they're making room 
over at Marymount Park. And then, of course, Veteran Stadium, they're doing the wall over, which was in dire repair. And it's looking, I mean, they're matching the brick. It looks great. Yeah. If you take the time, if you really do take the time to actually be driving by it, you may not be able to appreciate it. If you walk by it, you will see the appreciate that I think a mason would appreciate the work that's being done on that yeah. wall. All right. So that does it on that article. The other thing uh, that happened during the meeting was the Quincy Climate Action Network is... 10 years old, Ian. I know. It's kind of amazing to think that they're only 10 years old because they have been, they've been a group that's been very active in Quincy and they have, um, they've taken action and they've, they've like, they've really taken monitoring what the city government's been doing and how they're progressing in our city for more energy efficiency. And, you know, they're a group that really focuses on being effective, collaborative, they're flexible, they're open-minded, but most importantly, but I think they're, they're really good at is is really focusing on the organization and, and the positive impacts that they can have for our community. And there's, I think they're on their, they, they, their founding board members and the founders have moved on, but they run their second set of, of, or maybe even their third group of people who are running the, running QCAN. And they have been also partnering, which I think is incredible, partnering with other groups like the Twinsy Tree Alliance, because Quincy Tree Alliance is kind of a subset of what QCAN does. They focus just on the trees and what's happening in Quincy, which is another important part of our climate control. And then also Quincy Making Waves. I've seen them all kind of come together and work together, which is a positive thing. They also make sure they hold their elected officials accountable. So I think it's a great group and I, I congratulate them. 10 years is a, is a long time. I look forward to seeing what they're going to do in the next 10 years. Right. They've done it, and they've done a lot in the first ten. <laughs> yeah, we'll put the link in the, the notes mm-hmm. if you want to join them or yeah contact them that way. And then finally, and then finally, um, I just wanted to point out that you're having a time October fifth. That's a Wednesday uh, from six thirty to eight thirty at um, Common Market. Mm-hmm. That is so far from our from where we live in. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you know, that's in Ward Three now, though. It's in War Three. That's in what I used to be War Four, um, but now it's in War Three. Uh, oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we. So that's something we should talk about. Maybe not this episode. Yeah. Next episode, we'll talk about that next episode. But yep. So October fifth, come on out. We can have some nice conversations, and I'm just trying to get ahead of get ahead of uh, next year's season. You should do more of those. I'll try. <laughs> I'll try to fit it into my schedule. It's yeah. Been kind of, it's been kind of a tight schedule these days. We don't have any listener mail. Um, I didn't ask. That's all right. I did get phone calls. I just didn't. I just didn't follow up on this. We should do live phone calls. That would you, be, well, you can't do anything live because we're not a live podcast. No, I know, but it's too bad I can't take the phone calls. Some of the phone calls are great, but I do want to thank everybody for their phone calls because whether it's um, articles that are in the Quincy Sun, some people watch the watch the council meetings. They do follow up and they and they do give me some great feedback. So I do appreciate phone calls. Um, and seeing people at ZBA and all the other meetings that I go to. Do you think all the council meetings will be 15 minutes now? Or? Let me tell you, I hope not because it takes me longer to get to City Hall. So with the hope that this resolve is going to at least, at least four or five meetings should have. <laughs> we should be busy for four or five meetings. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'll keep them busy. Because if people are going to tune in, I mean. For 15 minutes, I know. I'm sorry. I don't get to set, I don't set the agenda. That's true. Yeah. Well, I guess that does it. What do you think? I think that does do it. So that does it for this week on. See you Thanks, everybody. Bye.